This is Franz Borkard. I'm here with attorney Richard Sprinkle, and we are here for another episode of Legally Unfiltered, giving you an unfiltered look at issues in the news and issues that affect your life. This episode, we're going to be talking about a Utah law that happened earlier or was changed earlier this year to where the blood alcohol content, Richard, was changed from 0.08 to 0.05. Now, you're talking about the legal limit for a DWI? The legal limit now in Utah, the state of Utah, is 0.05. Now, Richard and I live in a college town. We're, We're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We're both huge LSU Tiger fans. And when we're recording this episode, we're about to hit another season opener of tailgating, and having fun on campus and we're both criminal defense attorneys and one of the questions that I got hammered with when this new law came out is 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 Louisiana going to be doing 0.052 so we wanted to talk a little bit with you folks uh, about this new law and kind of what it means from a national you know staging area so let's go back a little bit it used to be that nationally the, the the accepted BAC the accepted blood alcohol content was 0.10 Long story made short, Congress and, and, and more appropriately, the decision makers on federal funding decided that they needed to change that to 0.08. And they told the states, while you get to make the decision on what the legal alcohol limit is in your state, we control funding. And if you want to get funding on certain things, we control the purse string. So if you want this money, you want this, this highway money, got to get paid. Yep. You're going to change it to 08. And everybody changed it to 08. Now, first and foremost, we don't believe here at Legally Unfiltered, we don't believe that you should drive your vehicle while impaired. We do, though, however, I don't want to speak for you, Richard, but I'll let you I'll let you chime in on this one. We do, however, want you to know that it is not unlawful, again, not unlawful for you to have a glass of wine and then drive home. That's just not what the law is in the state of Louisiana. You are allowed to have a beer or a glass of wine and drive. Whether you should or not, that often plays itself out in the criminal justice forum. Um, there's not a lot of excuses with, for, with, with Lyft and Uber, but nonetheless, that's not the law in, in the state of Louisiana. You can you can have a glass of wine and, and a beer and drive. Now, in Utah, though, 0. 0.05. 0.05, folks, is a very low, very, very low threshold. Um, and what I think is going to happen is you're going to absolutely see more DWI arrests um, or alternatively, you just, you know, you may just have people. I don't, they have Uber and Lyft in Utah, I assume. I would think. I mean, it's a fun place, Utah. Sure. But, but I, I, th- I, I think you got a crazy low limit at 0.05. Now, look, has Congress tossed around this 0.05? limit as a new financial threshold of funding. I don't know that you have a lot to worry about right now. Utah is the only state that has changed it to that that level. But I mean, man, that's a low threshold. Well, you need to look at it like this. Utah is a very conservative state. And when I say conservative, I don't just mean they vote Republican. I mean they are very conservative on their views about what is permissible in society and what is not permissible in society. Sure, there's some great ski resorts there, but predominantly there's a very, very, very conservative base in the state. Now, are we conservative here in Louisiana? To an extent. But there's something we like to do in Louisiana, and that's have a good time. Absolutely. Uh, There's a city downriver that makes its living off of having a good time. Uh, People that have been to New Orleans know what I mean. 
I don't think that 0.05 is really rational. Now, I don't know what the actual calculations are, but way back when, eons ago, when I was in driver's ed classes and whatnot, they kind of explained it that for the average person, uh, one drink every hour gave you around a 0.02 calculation. You want to get into some of the science behind this? I know you know the science, but I'm talking about what the average Joe learned in school. We'll talk about the science in a second. So my way says if I have two and a half drinks in an hour, well, I'm not legal to drive in Utah anymore. Now, tell me about the science on this. So the crazy thing is, if you're eating, by the way, if you're eating food, as you metabolize the food, the alcohol absorption stops. So what are you doing? What activities are you doing? Do you have other health issues? I'm diabetic. I'm type two diabetic. So a little bit of booze goes a long way for fronds. That being said, so there's, there's, and, and, and human bodies metabolize alcohol at different rates, but that all being said, you know, 0.05 0.05 is not a lot of alcohol consumption. Now, I'm looking at the L- LA Times uh, website right now just for some stats. It looks like Poland, Poland, the country, Poland has a 0.02 limit, which I guess discourages drinking and driving, period. Wow. Yeah, 0.02. And, and in fact, many European countries have a BAC limit lower than 0.08. So... Wow. Yeah. So where where does this leave us? From a practical standpoint, again, I'm going to be very clear on this. We don't encourage you to drive while impaired and utilize driving services where you can. But where this leaves us is if you're in Utah and you have a beer or two, you need to be very cautious about getting behind the wheel afterwards. Now, the crazy thing about all this, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about this, is our vehicular homicide statute in Louisiana and in many other states, the threshold of your blood alcohol content is not tethered or connected to the 0.08 level. You can kill somebody behind the wheel in in Louisiana. And if you have a BAC of 0.05, that is an element of the vehicular homicide, which can lead you into a world of trouble. But we're talking about just DWI stops at this point. So vehicular homicides, the BAC level, the alcohol, blood alcohol content level is below a 0.08. That's fine. But for DWIs or DUIs or OWIs, however your state calls them, most states are at an 0.08. Now, what's also important to point out is that is a legal limit that creates a presumption of impairment. What does that mean in plain language? If you're at a 0.08, then you're legally presumed to be intoxicated slash impaired. You can overcome that presumption. How would you overcome that presumption? It's difficult to overcome, but you can look at video footage and sh- say, look, he did, he or she did fine on the standard field sobriety test, although few people do fine on the standard field sobriety test, folks. And in fact, it's not a pass or fail test, although you can fail it. Um, but you would look to the video footage. You would look to see how they performed. You would look towards the driving infractions. Speeding, for example, is a different sort of obser- observation in terms of impairment and connecting it to impairment than, say, weaving in and out of lanes or driving on the wrong side of the lane. I've had DWI clients where they drive in the houses. Well, that's an easy thing to manifest. That's right, driving in the houses. You're just looking for a parking spot. I mean, your, your living room is a great place to park. Um, Now, look, the other side of this, the counter argument to this is 0.05 is going to save lives. So is there a value? Richard, do you think that there's a value in us lowering it from the standpoint of human 
human value and the and the tendency that this is going to change lives. I mean, isn't it okay? Is it okay that we change it and lower it because ultimately it's going to make the world safer? The philosopher in me says, you know, if it's if it applies to the greater good, then it's a good thing. The realist in me says dropping it from 0.08 to 0.05, dropping that legal limit where you get a presumption of intoxication from 08 to 05 is a mechanism to put money in the coffers of the state is what that is. It's going to make it much easier to get convictions. It's going to make it much easier to find people. I don't really believe the difference in vehicular homicides will be that great. I, I, I really don't. I, I think if you project this out statistically, the there won't be a big change in the number of accidents or the number of uh, homicide, vehicular homicides or people injured in the accidents. I just feel like many more people will end up with convictions. I, you know, the other component of this is your blood alcohol content is a moving target. Um, Let's say you get behind the wheel at a 0.04 and it's going up because you got done drinking. And let's say it's hypothetically, let's say it's going to still be below a 0.08. So under under current law in most states, you wouldn't be, quote unquote, impaired. Very important thing to point out. They can still arrest you for for a DWI in most states, even if you're below a 0.08. They exactly. just have the burden of showing they have the burden of showing that that you were, quote unquote, impaired under the legal limit. So if impairment's you're, subjective, but they don't get the objective right, presumption of intoxication. Right. So that's an important thing to, to point out. Now, look, Louisiana is a jurisdiction, unlike a lot of states. Our misdemeanor cases are DWI first and seconds. You don't get a jury trial. You get a bench trial. So it wouldn't change a significant amount of, of triability or the costs associated with trying these cases, because to be candid, it would be it would be a harder road to get to not guilty at a 0.05 than say a 0.08. Um, but I, I'll tell you, this kind of it, it's it's it it just strikes me. 0.05 just strikes me as a very paternalistic, maternalistic way of viewing the world to where we're going to outlaw drinking. Period. We've already we've already had that part of our history in this country of of not being able to drink. Now the flip side is people are going to say no 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 Franz. It's about not drinking and driving, which, again, I come full circle to it's not illegal to drink and drive, despite what some would tell you. It's illegal to drive impaired. And, and again, we're going to say for the third time, we don't want you getting behind the wheel of a car while, while you've had several drinks. We, we encourage you, um, even though we're both defense attorneys, we encourage you to be safe, do the right thing. But nonetheless, nonetheless, just be vigilant that we may be seeing other states in the near future coming to this conclusion of lowering the BAC. We lowered it from 0.10 to 0.08. Is it that ridiculous to lower it to 0.05? But you know what this is going to bring back? What's it going to bring back? The question you get, the question I get, the question every defense attorney constantly gets. If I get stopped for a DWI, should I blow or should I not blow? You know, that's a hard question. Um, At 0.05, it gets harder. Well, and and here's the thing. I've always told folks, and and I'm cautious not to give legal advice through the podcast that may come back and nip me in the butt. I've always told the the folks, if you're even thinking about that before you get behind the wheel, take an Uber, take a Lyft. Amen. That being said, it's awfully easier to convict you if they have a blood alcohol content leveling 
than if they don't. If you refuse, they don't have that component of evidence. Now, the flip side is Louisiana and many other states penalizes you more stringently uh, for refusing with regard to your driver's license because most states have a dual civil driver's license component of DWI where you could stand to lose your driver's license for a period of time as well as the criminal component. So what I tell folks is if you're even having this internal dialogue before you get in the car, don't drive. But when in doubt, just keep in the back of your mind. Refusing may cause you to lose your license for longer, but it may put you in a position where they don't have that piece of evidence to convict you. Read what you will into that that non-advice answer to that statement. So folks, that's about it for this episode of Legally Unfiltered. This is Franz Borkart along with attorney Richard Sprinkle. Um, have a great day and we will talk to you more about this issue as it rears its head nationally. The views and opinions expressed in Legally Unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home.